Welcome to Sofa Security Chat Chat, episode 118 and two-thirds for October the 3rd, 2013. I'm Chester Wisniewski, and I have my colleague and friend Paul Ducklin on the line. Hi, Paul. Hello, Chester. You got the trip to Berlin, and I got to wrestle with how do I tell other people sitting at home to do cybersecurity better without getting too technical about it. I am in Berlin, and actually it, it's worth congratulating the Germans since I am here. Uh, today is the 23rd anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall, and there's a, it's, a, it's a public holiday here in, in Germany, so uh, it's kind of neat to be a part of that, and it is uh, incredible to come out here, but it's National Cybersecurity Awareness Month in at least uh, five countries by my last count, and as part of that, you know, like I'm surrounded by people who have been aware of the security problems that uh, I guess the public is just becoming aware of, yet uh, the, you know, the public doesn't really know much about this. So what are your thoughts on National Cybersecurity Awareness Month? I mean, what can those of us that are experts do to help the greater community? Advice number one around botnets, and I know you spoke to James Wyke um, about his excellent zero-access botnet paper. The problem with botnets is that if we just leave it to law enforcement and security companies to go in and try and behead these things, we're not going to win any more than we're going to get rid of all the rabbits in Australia. What we actually need is people at home to go and remove the bots or the zombies from their computers, something that is actually quite straightforward in most cases. That's the real way that we're going to take the fight to the cyber crooks. Not that we shouldn't do all the technical stuff, not that law enforcement should stand down from what they're doing because I think it's a great idea. But the problem is almost a public order issue, isn't it? There are lots and lots, millions of people, it seems, out there who are infected with bots, sometimes for months or even years on end, that make them what you might call innocent aiders and abettors. Yeah, in fact, when I was speaking with James yesterday, his research shows that just this one botnet is collecting approximately 150,000 new uh, victims every single day, right? While uh, takedowns are great when a half million machines are suddenly not underneath someone else's thumb, they're limited in their efficacy when, you know, within three or four days, new victims are rushing in to, to step into the place of the people that were just rescued. We've known this for years, haven't we? If you look back to, was it 2008, the now seminal Macolo takedown, one dodgy service provider knocked off the air and the world spam volume dropped by 75%. So your immediate thought is, wow, this is easy. And within two weeks, everything was back to abnormal, as it were. So in a way, things haven't changed. And it's easy for everybody to say, oh, well, the technology's not good enough. The operating system should stop bots working. The point is that in many cases, people are infected for days, weeks, months, even years. And we've even seen infections, recently wrote about them on Naked Security, inside credit reporting agencies in the US. I mean, this is just not acceptable, and it's not a terribly difficult thing to do. We just have to knuckle down one hour tonight, go round to your friend's or your family's place where there isn't an IT geek, scan their computer, and if you find zombies, get rid of them. It will make a difference. Right, and, and, and make sure they're patched as well so that it, there's less likelihood of the, of the zombie returning. So, okay, step one for Cybersecurity Awareness Month is kill a zombie. What about step two? The second one we figured is another back to basics. You and I have spoken about it over and over again, Wi-Fi security. And we figured, oh, do we really need to tell people don't use web? 
don't have an open access point, don't rely on Mac filtering. Uh, you know, surely they've got the message about use WPA or use WPA2 with a decent password by now. But at least some people haven't. And of course, you may be technically savvy. You may have gone to your dad's place, your aunt's place, your brother's place and sorted out their wireless router a year ago. In the meantime, for all you know, they've got a brand new router that they just bought. They may have gone back to the bad habits of the past. So if you can spare the time, help friends and family by giving a quick review of their Wi-Fi security. It's not going to do any harm. Exactly. And, you know, the, the, the importance of Wi-Fi security, I mean, is literally putting all your messages out in the open, right? If you look at the, the survey I did, it showed that about 4% of all the access points um, that I, I, I managed to collect in my little war walk in Vancouver were wide open. And while some of those people may think they're being generous to neighbors and other things, there's a lot more at risk, right? I mean, criminals are actively seeking new victims, just like in the botnet scenario, right? So why would you openly communicate uh, and, and, and allow people that uh, you know may be targeting you to, to have a piece of the action? Well, you only have to look at the brouhaha, which I think is still not entirely settled all around the world, is it? About the Google Y Spy, you know, where their street view cars supposedly inadvertently sucked up a few packets of data from people who are broadcasting. Privacy commissioners the world over were up in arms about it. Everyone was going, oh, Google are the most terrible company in the world. Well, if we really feel that strongly about it, then maybe we want to think twice about having open or poorly secured access points of our own, because it sort of means we're guilty of the same thing in reverse. Absolutely. If, if we're at our friends or our, our families and we're checking their patches, we're making sure they're not part of a botnet, and we're you know, doubling down on making sure that their, their Wi-Fi is set up easy in a way that they can easily access it from all their devices, but, but in a safe and reliable manner. Last but not least, you said there was three items. What's the third thing we can do? Once again, one site, one password. The problem is that online accounts, whether they're connected to your bank account or whether they're just social media accounts, have a value to cyber crooks. Obviously, your bank account is the one you probably treasure the most, but for somebody else to be able to make statements in your name online on a site like Facebook is actually worth money, so cyber crooks can actually steal clicks by stealing your password. And that's why it matters on all accounts. And of course, the other problem, if you have the same password on every account, then all your accounts, their security is only as strong as the weakest of all the sites that you're logging into. Yeah, I, I frequently have this conversation with friends that are not in the, in the technical business like we are, and certainly not in security. And I, I always try to turn the table around on them, and I, and I say, look, uh, you know, I know it's hard, and you know, here are some things you can do to make it easier. But on top of that, when they go, well, you know, it's not very important to me. And I said, well, I'm your friend, and I don't want to get one of these malicious links sent to me on Twitter or on Facebook or on one of these services. If you're not going to do it for yourself, would you at least do it for the people that you're connected with? Because we're all being put at risk by your behavior. That's a brilliant point, Chester, because it actually applies to all of these three basic precautions. If you've got a zombie on your computer and you're just sitting there either innocently ignorant or going, ah, I'll deal with it tomorrow, you are actually part of the problem, not part of the solution. And I think that's what we need to be thinking about for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Think of it like a stop smoking day that you might attend if you're a smoker. The idea is you don't go there 
with the intention of having one day off smoking. You go there with the intention of that being the first day of your life on which you become a non-smoker forever. And that's really what you need to think about with cybersecurity awareness. Absorb the ideas and then go away and build them into your digital lifestyle. Because as you said, if you don't want to do it for yourself, at least do it for everybody else because it matters. It does, and I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, thank you for your thoughts, Paul, and sharing with uh, hopefully a broader community that will enable all of us to go out there and make a difference in our communities uh, and, and for our friends and family. That concludes Software Security Chat Chat 118 and two-thirds. As always, for the latest security news, visit nakedsecurity.sophos.com. And for the podcast, you can always get these at podcasts.sophos.com via RSS or on iTunes. Until next time, stay secure.